Hello, everyone, and welcome to UGA Sports Georgia Recruiting Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May, and we are live here once again to talk to you about all things Georgia football recruiting. I mean, it's all-star season. You've got Georgia commits, signees, um, targets playing these all-star games. Uh, the the Under Armour All-American uh, game just happened. The All-American Bowl uh, happening out in San Antonio this weekend. Uh, Georgia could pick up some, some uh, recruiting news there this weekend, of course. And then, uh, you know, there, there's a – Jed, I think there's a small game that's occurring a week from tonight. You know, so I mean, there's something that we got to go to. I think in a week from now, that's when the FCS national championship is, right? In Frisco. That's is that's that's what we're going to. That's right? it. That's, that's it. the email I got today. That's the email <laughs> I got today. No, um, yeah, it's you know what more um, you know what more could you ask for at a site that covers all things Georgia football and recruiting with the team. Um, you know, beat Michigan the other night. You got Alabama coming up. And then, like I said, all-star games, uh, commitments, um, you know, Ernest Green this Saturday. And just a good time to, to be a subscriber to the site, hint, hint. I mean, and I mean, it's not like there's anything going on in the transfer portal either. I mean, you know, so that's totally calm there. No, no, nothing that's nothing sending nothing that's sending the vault into absolute hysteria on what could be. So uh, it is, uh, it is a, Great time uh, to be not only a football fan, but a fan of Georgia football, of course. And uh, that's why you should uh, be a member of UGASports.com. So we're happy that you're tuning in here with us live. If you don't do so already, go ahead and uh, hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications here on the YouTube channel. We're going to have wall-to-wall coverage leading up to the national uh, championship game. Roddy and Dane and Coach Donnan, uh, they'll be going live, uh, Dane and, and Brent Rollins, um, several times this week uh, uh, leading up into it. Uh, who knows? We may even have some surprises uh, when we get up to Indy this, uh, later this weekend. So it's going to be a fun time, and we're, we're glad that everybody is tuned in, and we're going to be talking uh, about recruiting. Um, did want to mention that uh, everybody's you know thoughts and prayers right now are with uh, Trent Smallwood and his family as his father-in-law uh, passed away, uh, you know, unexpectedly and there his family's having to deal with that so uh make sure you uh you know if you want to if you're a member of the the vent or the vault uh send a little message out to to trent that'd be great well we should have him back with us uh next week um but you know he was down there covering uh the the under armor all-american game jet the practices and things like that and uh he he passed along some some stuff that he saw where i know we have a question on that later but um georgia was well represented down there at the under armor game absolutely i mean and signees i think bear alexander was there dalen everett was there brandon robinson was there Jalen walker walker was there cj washington um, yeah i mean there was a whole contingent of georgia guys which you know is what happens right when you sign these classes full of five four-star guys they're all either going to be in orlando or um or in san antonio at this time of year. i know there's um Julian Humphrey, um, Julian Humphrey off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more or in San Antonio this week. Um, but that's what happens. You know, it's when you get to the the end of end-ish of the college football season, fans always, you know, of the of schools like Georgia have always got these guys um, to watch these all American games too. Yeah, Gunner Stockton's Gunner Gunner Stockton is gonna be there. Uh Oscar Delp is gonna mm-hmm. be there. Um, you know, they'll find out one way or another. Uh, whether they signed uh, Ernest Green or not, or the public will find out one way or another whether Ernest Green signed with Georgia or someone else. Uh, he, is, he will announce his decision, but it is 
believe that his national uh, letter of intent is already into the school of his choice. So um, we'll find out more about that this weekend on on January eighth. But Jed, when you when you talk about uh, the the transfer portal and all the stuff that that's going on right now at this time, I think people need to before we specifically address any one player, just kind of a blanket statement. Georgia and Alabama are the two teams that really, even though Alabama with with Gibbs and uh, the defensive back out of Louisiana, um, uh, Ricks, Elias Ricks, even though they've picked those two team those two up, they're in a situation right now where they're still the only two out left game planning, right? Uh, so they have to uh, put all their focus on that, especially if you're a Georgia team who. Let's face it, Kirby Smart knows the significance of this. It's not lost on him. He's a Georgia alumni, Jed. He, he's, he knows all the every every uh, bit of history and, and everything about Georgia. So he knows how important this moment is. I think everything is going to be focused towards January 10th, and they'll they'll worry about the, the portal and, and uh, things to come afterwards. Yeah, because, I mean, we all know – I mean, all y'all, watch, y'all are watching the show for a reason is because recruiting is, is a 24-7, 365 game. But at the same time, I mean, there's every guy in that building. And, and the same is true for Tuscaloosa, too, is focused on on January 10th, winning this national championship. Because when you're this close, why would you not be, right? Um, so, again, we've talked about this, you know, on the last show we did before the uh, the semifinal games because the same is true for Georgia, or for Michigan and Cincinnati. You know, they were having to kind of wait till the end of the season to, you know, kind of flesh things out in the transfer portal, uh, both, you know, coming in and going out. So once this game ends on Monday night at, you know, 1130, midnight, whatever, um, the, the next week, I think we'll start to see some of that transfer stuff uh, kind of come into play for, for Georgia and Alabama. And not only transfer stuff, I think if you, you know, which there will probably be some attrition both in and out of the portal. I think there'll be some, uh, obviously, with Dan Lannon already having taken the head coaching job at Oregon, there'll also be maybe even some more coaching changes on this staff. But all that will shake out and and, uh, happen after this game on on January 10th. Uh, So it'll be interesting to kind of see all that take place and the timing of all that. Um, but Jed, you know, kind of without any further ado, we do have uh, some questions that we need to uh, answer here. And guys, go ahead. And we don't have as many vault questions uh, tonight, so you can go ahead and throw some questions on YouTube as well. We'll try to get to those after our members on the the uh, UGA Sports Vault. Um, but we'll go ahead and talk about these first. And there it is, the right off the bat, uh, Jed Chief Dog Ten asks. Caleb Williams, uh, just simply put, uh, Caleb Williams enters the transfer portal today. You and I were talking about some developments of that situation uh, right before we came on air. So just kind of tell everybody what we've learned up to this point on uh, Caleb Williams and his his uh, his actions today and then the possible actions at Oklahoma. Yeah, so Caleb Williams, he comes out with the whole – Guys, you know, they come with the big graphic and the, you know, dear Oklahoma, whatever. Um, But in his um, announcement, he said staying in Oklahoma is definitely an option. Well, just probably about 10 minutes ago, it comes across Twitter that Oklahoma's landed Dylan Gabriel, um, former UCF quarterback. It said he was going to UCLA. And, you know, according to a tweet I saw from, um, you know, Bruce Feldman, he was supposed to start classes at UCLA today. Apparently not. Um, So he looks like he's going to end up in Norman. So. That, you know, would seem to to indicate that Oklahoma either has given up on Caleb Williams, Williams returning or just gone ahead and taken that next step to get Dylan Gabriel. Either way, it looks like Caleb Williams is going to end up somewhere else. 
um, next fall. So where, where are we thinking? Where, what's the, what's the top suitors plan? Well, I, I think you have to look at USC, right? The obvious connection with Lincoln Riley uh, there. And, you know, just think, I mean, he already knows the system. Uh, Lincoln Riley is the guy who, you know, believed in him to, to kind of pull the trigger and bring him in uh, with a established quarterback already there and Spencer Rattler. And then all kinds of craziness ensued towards the end. At one point, Cam uh, got pulled out back in. So, you know, it's uh, it's interesting to see how that dynamic of the relationship will play out. But you got to think, you know, Southern Cal, uh, a wide open Pac-12, uh, an opportunity to go out there and play for a guy, you know, I know they have Jackson Dart, but I don't know that uh, Jackson Dart, even as good as he is, I don't think he's Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams, quite honestly, uh, I know there was a little bit of inconsistency at times this year, but I think that had more to do with the Oklahoma team around him. I think he's a generational talent like I really think he's a guy who could win a, a Heisman trophy and be uh, phenomenal in whatever system he plays in the quotes that his father put out today right his his father gave quotes saying that he wanted to go somewhere where he's focused on on becoming a pro professional development and stuff like that so I will say this Georgia was very very close uh, to getting Caleb Williams originally right and James Coley had a lot to do with that um now Texas A&M pulled in Max Johnson so I don't know, know that they would be double dipping in there even though Coley has a tremendous relationship with Caleb Williams like he was the guy uh that, and once he left that's when Georgia kind of lost momentum uh with him they end up flipping Brock Vandergriff Vandergriff then Williams goes to Oklahoma so that's kind of how that that all went down now if Pro development is the deal. Todd Munkin has been around. He has been an NFL offensive coordinator. Uh, so, you know, playing in a pro-style pro type system, it you know, you can argue that pro development is good in Lincoln Riley's system, um, but, you know, you being a long-suffering Browns fan knows that Baker Mayfield has been up and down. Uh, he was a Lincoln Riley guy, um, you know, uh, Kyler Murray, he struggled for a little while. Now he's now he's doing well. So I think it doesn't really matter uh, the the system you're playing. It's what are you learning in terms of reading defenses and footwork and and how you get run. Then if you got that God given ability, then that's what it's going to happen. So I think if Georgia chose to pursue him, they would obviously have a a good chance, a good opportunity. But Jed, I mean that's a loaded quarterback room, and it, and I've yeah. said for weeks that. Uh, you know, on the board, I put out a couple of weeks ago that I think Georgia feels confident in the quarterback situation that they have. You're either going to have Stetson or JT one come back, and then you'll have, uh, depending on what Carson Beck does, you probably have Brock Vandegrift and Gunnar Stockton there. I mean, that that's a lot of talent in that room. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you said, Caleb Williams isn't going to come in and just have, you know, magically, you know, see it. Oh look, that's that's Kayla Williams there. I'll call him back um, after the show's over. Um, nothing important. But yeah, nothing important. He can wait. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like we were talking about. Obviously, Georgia is going to reach out to him because you reach out to guys that have this kind of time. I mean, you know, in a non-transfer portal, um, you know, corollary. We talked about this with Jacoby Matthews. You know, five-star guy, waiting until signing day. Well, and you, and when you say reach out to him, Jed, every every Team exactly. in the country has recruiting full-time recruiting staff 
that will be doing their back channeling their homework. Exactly. But we don't expect, you know, right now, I wouldn't expect Kirby Smart and, and Todd Munkin and people to be getting on the phone. I, th- I think all of that is uh, going to be focused on Alabama on January 10th. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't know that that kind of thing, I don't know. I mean, you've, you've been doing this longer than I have, but the fact that it's a school might wait an extra week before calling you, maybe that plays into it. I don't know. But point is, um, school's going to do the due diligence because you'd be stupid not to. Um, but like we had talked about a minute ago, well, Lincoln Riley going to USC, he knows that system. Um, it's who wouldn't want to go to college in Los Angeles. Um, I, I think they're the leader that could obviously change. Um, but you know, if I'm putting money down right now, I'd, I'd put it on USC probably. Yeah, I think USC, but, um, you know, here, here's the thing. How quickly does Caleb Williams sign, right? Like how quickly does he commit to somebody else? Because if this thing drags out and it goes past January 10th, then maybe, you know, Georgia has an opportunity to get into play. But, you know, you do have the the distinct possibility that, uh, you know, either Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels returns, uh, and then you got – uh, you could very easily. Georgia always wants to have four, if not five, talented quarterbacks on the roster. So you know Carson Beck, uh, Brock, Brock Vandergriff, Gunnar Stockton. You have those guys that are going to be loaded. So I think I just lost Jed for a second. I don't know what uh what happened to him there, but I'll go ahead and answer the next question. There he is, Jed. What's yeah, up, man? Not, uh, hit the wrong button. My bad. Uh, I didn't know. I thought you uh, flaked out on me there. He's like, I've had enough. I'm done. Okay. So uh, Pine Tree, Jed, Pine Tree won thoughts on Miller and Shamar Stewart. Um, so right now, Kristen Miller is out in San Antonio, even though he's unable to perform because of that uh, tweak to his knee in the um, in the state championship game for Cedar Grove. What do you What do you think about Kristen Miller at this point in time? I mean, do you think – you think he's just a guy enjoying his recruitment? You think there's work to be done? What's your opinion on uh, on Kristen Miller in Georgia? Well, you know, we 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 had thought right that you know going up to signing day, early signing day, that Georgia was the clear leader. We thought you know the original rumor right was he was going to sign on early signing day and do like Ernest Green and announce at the All American Bowl. I obviously didn't ha- didn't sign because he's dragging out till February, and I think now. I mean, Georgia might still be a leader. I think the lead is definitely a lot smaller because Ohio State's working into this, or they've been around for a while, but they're remaining, maintaining um, maintaining contact. Miami is there. Um, Florida A&M is getting an official visit. As we've seen with Travis Hunter, you never know. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely not done, right? I mean, he's, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes another visit to Athens in January, um, especially after January 10th, but not an official. He's not going to waste not an official, official. Right, 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 right. Um, so it's, it's going to be a dogfight. I mean, Georgia looked like um, – Prohibitive. Favorites. Yeah, and then for whatever reason, he, he you know, plans changed, and now it's going to be a dogfight um, to the end. Georgia very easily could still come out on top, right? But I think it's going to be it's going to be a dogfight over the next, you know, month or so till, um till February signing day. I think relationships uh, at this point, I mean, obviously, Christian Miller is the type of guy that I don't know how much of an NIL package is put together, but Christian Miller Christian Miller is the type of guy that he will create his own NIL because his mm-hmm. personality is so big, so large. I think Georgia kind of has that vehicle, like Jordan Davis kind of organically 
walked into some NIL money, Jed, with billboards mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, from lawyers' offices and things like that, just right. because he's larger than life personality, a larger than life human. Uh, and, uh, you know, is, is kind of that kind of guy that is marketable. I think Kristen Miller could see that. Um, and, you know, see that out of himself at Georgia. And then also relationships being important, like I said, because Trey Scott has really picked things up since whatever that miscommunication they had right after Michael had committed to USC. And then, uh, you know, things picked up between them and Georgia there after we learned at the Rivals uh, five-star challenge. But with Trey Scott being so in integral there, and then, of course, him having uh, C.J. Madden already committed, Michael uh, or C.J. Madden signed with Georgia. Michael signed with Georgia, too. Very good friends. C.J. Madden, a teammate of his. And then Kay and Lee, uh, you know, class of 2023 defensive back, committed to Georgia over uh, Ohio State. He's uh, going there as well. So you're talking about two former teammates uh, that would be there playing with him during his time in Athens if he so uh, chooses to do so. So I think Georgia has good reason to feel optimistic on Kristen Miller. Um don't think that it's over by any means, like you said. I think uh, you know teams like Miami getting into it uh, late. Uh, a guy like Mario Cristobal and the U and that program could have a lot to show him, you know. But uh, of course, uh, Ohio State is and companies, people like that are still going to push as well. So, and then Dan Lannon trying to get in, uh, getting him out to Oregon uh, over there. So it's a lot, lot still ahead of Christian Miller. Now, Shamar Stewart, I'm just going to go out and say I think. I think he's going to end up going to Texas A&M. I mean, that's where that's where my money is right now. Uh, Georgia, let's say this. Jed, I think if January, you know, not that one game changes things, but when you've been beat seven straight times by Alabama, and, that, and that's kind of been the message, you can't get over the hump and things like that. When Kirby Smart still has his in-home visit there with Shamar, Shamar Stewart, if he's able to go in-home and late – January and he can wear a national championship ring on his finger to do so it just changes everything I mean the perception you know because now they, the 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 giant would have been slain uh you know the the dynasty over with that kind of stuff that 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 kind of uh you know narrative out there and that could change things but uh Shamar Stewart you know Texas A&M Nick Williams, all those guys out there doing a great job of, of recruiting him. Now, I will say this, Mike Elko leaving and becoming the head coach at Duke kind of puts him in the same boat with uh, Georgia in terms of Dan Landon was his main recruiter uh, for the University of Georgia. So the relationships still being built. Mario Cristobal and Miami are, even though there is not a whole lot to be excited about, in my opinion, about that Miami program. And, Jed, you and I were in Miami this last weekend. I don't think Miami is that attractive of a city. I really don't. I thought it was dirty. I, I didn't really like it very well. Uh, but uh, but a lot of people seem to like Miami for one reason or another. So uh, I could probably see more appeal to it if I was a 18 through 22-year-old than, than uh, where I am right now in life. But, no, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, um, but I, I just think – that maybe that perception changes to the national championship, but I feel like Texas A&M and Miami have a lot, a uh, lot of momentum in the, uh, in the Shamar Stewart recruitment. So yeah. what, what he's put plans said, here's the thing about Miami, but <laughs> the, the stadium, like Georgia's like Sanford stadium, right? It's in the middle of campus. Like you wake up your dorm room Saturday morning, you, you, you walk to the stadium. Coral Gables is, it's south of Miami, 
and the stadium, which we were at, is like North. is in Miami Gardens, which is what fifteen minutes from where we were in Fort Lauderdale. So like, and you got it. I don't know. It's just it's a. I mean, I knew that before I went down there, but it's just it's crazy picturing when you when you, and most of the SEC stadiums are like that. You know, campus ish or at least in the vicinity, but it's it's not great. It's not very conducive to a a great game day atmosphere, I wouldn't think. Which, which, which you talk to these kids, right? They they all talk about, oh yeah, the Georgia game day atmosphere was great. They did this and this and this. The fans were awesome. They were there. I mean, I remember I've talked to several kids who were like, you know, they they come and they get the the shuttle to the game, and there's Georgia fans tailgating, you know, four hours before the game. The student section's filled, an hour and a half before kickoff, and then you go to Miami, and and <laughs> the people are, are stuck in traffic ten miles from the stadium up until. Anyway, that's just a sidebar tangent, but well, um, and here's the thing: that stadium uh, down there at Miami, all this has to, this relates to recruiting tremendously because, like you said, that that atmosphere, that environment, that's why I think Texas A&M may have an advantage with Shamar Stewart. I mean, that twelfth man atmosphere right. over there, I mean, that's that's electrifying. That's one of the best. You know, Kyle Field is one is one of the best atmospheres in college football. Sanford Stadium, one of the best atmospheres in college football. So. That is a negative against Miami in that effect. I mean, you and I were at that stadium this week. It is a very, very nice stadium. I mean, it is a pro stadium and every I, – I loved it. I loved covering a game there, all that kind of stuff. But it didn't have that on top of you, you know, trying to pack as much noise in there. I mean, it's got an open, you know, top, so it's not like it's a dome or anything mm-hmm. in, in there, even with a, the pro stadium effect. You would think if you're playing in a pro stadium, you would almost want to be in a dome, get that thing loud and rocking. But I mean, it just, it was the sands, stands are far away. There's plenty of rooms on the sideline. It's not like it's right there on top of you. I, I just felt like, uh, you know, like Auburn, like Auburn, it feels like everything's packed right. in there. You're ready to go. So I, I don't feel uh, like that. That's a good thing for Miami there with Shamar Stewart. But, you know, it is his home hometown. So it could be wrong. But I think Texas AM. Uh, right there up there with everybody else uh, Georgia kind of playing catch up there but that national championship should it come Monday could change things uh, Dr. Griff 34 what were Trent's takeaways from the UA week uh, Jed I don't know uh, how much you talked to Trent about kind of his time down there and stuff but I think the biggest takeaway there was just seeing the physical stature up close in person person uh, up close and in person of Jalen Walker C.J. Washington and Branson Robinson. I mean, when when you see those guys in person, it just really puts in perspective the type of, you know, ready to almost plug and play type guys that Georgia is bringing in now under Kirby Smart. Branson Robinson is a freak, man. Like I actually, my uh, I was talking to my girlfriend today, and she said, "Now it's turns Amir White and and James Cook are leaving." She's like, "Oh, well, who do they have coming in?" I was like, "Branson Robinson is literally like a Nick Chubb." clone except he's from farther west than Cedartown. Heck I mean Trent, I think it was Trent posted a picture of him. Um he's he's a bowling ball man. I mean he he looks and the thing is he's enrolling early so he's gonna be in Athens um I believe the fifth I think um I, I could be wrong on that. He's soon um and he's gonna be in a in a collegiate you know strength program, nutrition program, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he's just lifting cars out there right now in Madison. He's just putting cars on a bar and just like wrecking yeah, them over yeah. his head. I mean, he, he is a like you said, he looks like a guy, at least physically, that could come in and 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 play right away, which you know, very possibly could happen given 
A, the running backs that are leaving, and B, you know, how um, the staff likes to rotate those guys in and out. So he, the pictures I've seen of him, and, you know, I met him in person in Mississippi out there as well. Um, he is a definitely a, a physical specimen as a, you know, 17, 18-year-old kid. People want to talk about, uh, people want to talk about, you know, the situation at quarterback, the situation at edge rusher for Georgia. I'll tell you this, running back is the, is a situation that I think is one of the most precarious for Georgia going into next year because Kenny McIntosh has proven to be a little bit more durable this year, but Kenny, Kenny, uh, uh, Kendall Milton has been unable to stay healthy during his career. Dejan Edwards has mostly only played uh, during uh, kind of garbage time downs, but I'll say this: I like Dejan Edwards a lot. He like, runs get, very hard. If he gets the opportunities next year at Georgia, I think De- Dejan Edwards is a guy that could make some noise. I, I really think he's he's just a, he runs bigger than what he is. He's a downhill slashing style of runner. He catches the ball really well from his time at Colquitt County. I mean, he used to catch the ball out of the backfield a ton. So I think, but the problem is. You know, Branson Robinson is going to be, although he is everything you just said, a physical freak, uh, it takes a while for you to get right. adjusted, right? Now, he may be that much of a physical freak like Brock Bowers was at tight end and just dominate early on. You know, I mean, that does happen, uh, that we do see that from time to time. But there's lots of things that go into it at running back for Georgia in terms of you know, getting the timing on and understand the mesh point on RPOs, being able to understand the pass protections and know who you're responsible for and, and blitz pickups. What are my check downs after if I, my guy doesn't come? All of this kind of stuff that you have to learn at running back that maybe necessarily if you're a guy who just carries the ball 30 times a game in high school, you're not called upon to do all that kind of stuff, you know? So there are adjustments there. Um, I tend to think – that Georgia is still going to go after a running back in the portal. Um, and that running back may not be out there yet. Uh, but I think it's important to note, Jed, that just because guys are not in the portal right now does not mean that we don't get closer to spring ball and some workouts start shaking out and guys start seeing where they, they um, you know, they stack up and they say, you know what? Georgia could probably use it, uh, another running back and enter the, enter the portal and, and things like that. So just because somebody doesn't see one now, and I will say this, yes, I think Jordan Bryant James is going to visit other schools. Right? Uh, I think he'll visit Tennessee. I think he'll visit Florida. Um, right now, everything we've heard still intends to, to sign with Georgia in February, but should that not happen, then you know that Georgia will, will be going after somebody in the portal uh, or if Georgia does something between now and then, then you'll know that Jordan Bryant James won't sign with Georgia. So uh, that'll be kind of the the telltale on that one. But, uh, you know, I know that edge rusher and quarterback are big concerns, but I think that, you know, you've already got guys in place there, Jed, like, you know, Michael Williams and uh, you talk about plug and play. Michael Williams mm-hmm. and Marvin Jones Jr., those guys are freaks. I mean, they're they're 250-pound killer edge rushers coming in and uh you know getting after the quarterback is maybe a little bit easier sometimes than uh it, when you're when you're especially when you're that size and that, have that kind of skill set we know michael williams is has the maturity and the mindset where he could probably come in and uh you know like maybe get to play a little bit early yeah i think i wouldn't be shocked if both of those guys you know are six 
are a significant part of the edge rotation just because there's we're losing so much. We like the Georgia program is losing so much when you talk about um Nolan Smith, Adam Anderson has obviously been gone from the team. Robert Beal, I mean that's your top three guys, and not that's before you know transfer people could transfer out, whatever. Well, um, but think of think about I mean they got Marvin Jones, they've got Michael Williams. People forget about uh Chaz Chambliss just got uh, they said he, they they just said he can't play in the first half of the national championship game because he demoralized a young man on national <laughs> television. I mean that, that's all there was for that. They just felt bad for that kid's pride. That wasn't targeting. I mean he put his helmet right in his chest and uh, drove in, made Kirby Smart smile like a Cheshire mm-hmm. cat. I mean, he loved it. Uh, but you know, in terms of uh, you know, in terms of the edge position, one guy that doesn't get talked about a lot at all is. MJ Sherman, who was a five-star in his own right, unbelievable prospect, and uh, a guy that George is very excited about his future development. Right, and he's a guy, he comes out there, you know, you see him on special teams because they always announce it in the press box that number eight is wearing number you know, 25 or whatever. Um, he look, He's a very big, I mean, he almost looks like he's bulked up a lot, I feel like, since um, Blaine, you, you might know more than I would. Uh, just from having covered him back then, but he looks like he's bulked up a lot. Um, uh, he, he's, gotten, he's, he's gotten bigger. Uh, another guy that on terms of the edge, I'm not sold on that's going to be gone is I don't know that Nolan Smith is a guarantee to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that he's, especially being a former number one prospect, overall prospect, all those kind of things. I don't know that Nolan Smith is going to be, um, you know, have that draft grade that said, makes him say, you know, I got to go. Uh, he, he's grown to be a leader. He's somebody that that can probably remember, you know, seeing, okay, I've seen in Georgia history guys like Nick Chubb, like Sonny Michelle, uh, like Roquan Smith, like all of these guys uh, coming, you know, coming back and improving their their draft stock. I think Smith could come back and really do that and be that that standout leader for Georgia. And also, when you think about NIL opportunities, Nolan Smith has that. You you interview him, you know, ask questions all the time, Jed, in these press conferences. He's a very personable young man, mm-hmm. and he's a guy who's intelligent, and he's a guy that I think will be level-headed about a situation. He could probably make a lot of money next year on NIL and not really have to go to the league next year. My favorite thing about Nolan Smith is that Every time it comes up for interviews, someone will say, you know, hey, Nolan, you know, what, what's it like preparing for Alabama? He always, before he says anything, I just want to start off by saying good evening, everyone. I love that. That's, I appreciate that about him. But yeah, it's like you said, it's a guy like um like Jordan Davis, these NIL deals for him um, could just come organically because he's a very personable guy, a charismatic guy. Um, and obviously, you know, a very good player. So like you said, th- these draft grades, um, I would, what a guy I'm interested to see is, and Blaine, you, you know, add, add whatever you think. I'm interested to see what George Pickens does because I mean, there's, cause you think about it, would he be a first round pick right now? I and mean, you wouldn't think so, right? I mean, coming out the injury and he hadn't really, you know, done much the, the three or four games he's, he's been back healthy. Yeah. I, I think they'll have to, that'll just have to be evaluations that he gets back from, uh, you know, from scouts and things like right. that. If he's not, I, I think if he's not in the first couple of rounds, you know, uh, first or if he doesn't, if he gets a third round draft grade or lower, then maybe he considers it. But I just think the upside's so there with uh, right. George Pickens, and right. you know, there's still one more game. There's still one more game that uh, George Pickens could be released. You know, so we'll see what he what he does after that one. But 
as of right now, if I had to say something, I would say George Pickens is gone, but I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that, that he would return for another year, but I do think he would be gone. And, and, um, you know, that I, I think Georgia, you're going to see Georgia dip into the transfer portal at receiver. Um, you and I, you know, there's a saga going on right now that we're getting messages in our group about with, uh, Kobe Hudson has entered the portal, right? But now he's going on Instagram saying that he was he was kicked off of Auburn's team, said he never wanted to leave. Uh, Kobe Hudson, a guy from Troop County, uh, Georgia, I remember you know covering him. Georgia never really got tremendously uh, involved there, but you know he he's a guy that was at times this year. Jed, he was their best receiver. I mean, uh, other than you know. Demetrius Robertson did some things, but Kobe Kobe Hudson is a guy who's a good athlete. Wouldn't be shocked if uh, you know Georgia ended up uh, taking a look there. But like I said, the timing on all this with some of these guys is just not good for this Georgia situation because I can just tell you whether it's perception wise or whatever, Georgia is going to be a hundred percent focused on on the game ahead on Monday, and then they'll turn to portal stuff after that. But whether it's Kobe Hudson whether it's an eventual uh, Marvin Mims, you know, from Oklahoma going in the portal, whatever, uh, I, I expect Georgia to to go after a receiver or two in the portal. Yeah, just uh, as an update on the Kobe Hudson saga, there's a post on Instagram, and he says, you know, thanks to Auburn, whatever. At the end, he says, he, I'm assuming Brian Harson, he from the north, I'm from the south, he don't understand me. If anyone is from the south and would understand someone from the south, it would be Kirby Smart being from south Georgia. Um, but and you know yeah. I've seen in the comments here these guys talking about there's also the, the you know COVID extra year eligibility stuff and that all that's going to have to shake out too right and then in the next um, month or so guys that haven't made that decision yet that are making it um, announcing it whatever that's another thing that's going to be you know coming in because you know I saw um, who was it James Waters shout out to James Waters he said Bo can stay he's eligible these guys with these extra years um, all that's going to have to get sorted out too so there's a lot basically the, the theme of tonight's show. There's a lot of moving pieces, right, going on between transfer portal guys staying, leaving, and a lot of that is going to get sorted out for Georgia, you know, after the season's over, which, um, you know, Georgia and Alabama are the teams that are going to have the two longest seasons in the country this year. Yeah, uh, uh, no doubt about that. Uh, the game's, game's in Indy, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens afterwards in terms of uh, attrition out because the, the, the portal giveth and taketh away, right? So mm-hmm. it, there will be some guys that leave, uh, and then, of course, Georgia will bring some more back. Uh, when is Ernest Green supposed to announce where he signed? Uh, do you see Georgia interest in Brandon Joseph as a transfer portal uh, addy, you know, sign on from Northwestern? That's from OU Herschel Walker. So, Jed, uh, I I believe that, and we we stated several times that, you know, a lot of us had future cast in for Ernest Green to Georgia. Uh, we have, you know, are under the impression that he did sign uh, paperwork uh, going into it. And, uh, that would make you feel good about Georgia's chances when he announces uh, his decision here at the uh, publicly at the uh, at the All American Bowl. Absolutely, and he's the guy that you know it was. Uh, I believe the day, the night before, early signing day, right? It it was kind of all everything flipped back the other way. It looked like Alabama had all the momentum, then it flipped back to Georgia. Um, and we that's we really haven't heard anything. Um, different otherwise be it from a different school standpoint or the fact that he hasn't signed so as far as we know um he, he's still announcing on saturday and and we we all uh feel pretty good that he's going to end up in athens and be that you know one the 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 capper on the this offensive line class that features you know jacob hood griffin and uh griffin scroggs 
And as far as uh, Brandon Joseph from Northwestern, uh, you know, going to Northwestern, one thing you know, Jed, he's an intelligent young man. He, he, you can do the schoolwork there at uh, at Northwestern, uh, then, then you've got some uh, cognitive abilities about you there. So one thing Kirby Smart, we know that he likes. He likes defensive backs that are that are smart, that know how to uh, that that know the the nuances of the game. Uh, Brandon Joseph had three interceptions uh, this year for. Uh, Northwestern. He picked off Justin Fields last year uh, when he when they played them. I believe in the I think it was the Big Ten uh, championship game last mm-hmm. year that he uh, got in that game. Um, made a nice one handed um, interception on him. So definitely an athletic guy, uh, the type of guy that you wouldn't mind bringing into your locker room. Georgia, no doubt, is going to need uh, safeties because I mean you could be without Lewis Seen. Uh, Chris Smith could move on. You know, uh, Latavius Brini. And uh, William Poole, they they could they could be gone as well. And I think everybody technically has a chance to come back because of the COVID year if they wanted to, but you can't bank on that. All those guys, if it was normal circumstances, their eligibility would be up or seen would be uh, most likely going to the NFL. Um, so with that, I mean, you're talking about four guys out of the back end of the secondary there. Um, you need to add guys. You need to add, add players. And uh, I don't see why – Georgia would not be interested in Brandon, Brandon Joseph. I haven't got that uh, confirmed yet, but we'll do some more checking on that and let you guys know for sure. Uh, Redskin 233. Botman just dropped a nugget on potential Mario Williams being a transfer portal. You know, with Caleb Williams leaving, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, now, Jed, I think it's all the, you know, how does, you know, Brent Venables, he's kind of thrown to the fire right here with Oklahoma, right? Because his biggest thing is, He's got to recruit the guys currently on that team, right? You know, him and and uh, Bob Stoops have to kind of tag team it and say, hey, this is why you should stay at Oklahoma. Here's what's ahead of us. But I wouldn't be shocked to see, uh, you know, uh, Mario Williams uh, enter the, you know, enter the portal with uh, his quarterback now having already done so. And and Marvin Mims too, right? Yeah. And, that's, and we've already seen, um, this is obviously before Caleb Williams, but Jaden Hazelwood has already bailed on Oklahoma too. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, those are guys to monitor even with an, and it's, we've said the same thing about it. We've kind of talked about what guys, um, like Julian Humphrey, they're, they're, they're committed till they're not, they're at their, they're at their current school till they're not. So, um, their names to keep an eye on. Um, but until, um, until said otherwise, they're still, you know, at Oklahoma or wherever it might be. Yeah, and then this last one here, Jed, it says, I think it's uh, either Geeter or Jeter. Uh, any chance we pry big Daniel Calhoun away from Bama? So uh, Daniel Calhoun, for those who don't know, is class 2024 offensive lineman, and Jed talked to him not too long ago at the uh, Georgia Elite Classic. The dude is big. I got a story on him um, written, but we're uh, kind of saving it for a time when there's uh, less national championship-ish type stuff going on. But, yeah, he's very big. He had um, – he, he he likes to to he, he likes a little bit of drama or not drama but he had one Georgia glove on and one Alabama glove on which was a which was an interesting sight but yeah he, he spoke to me and basically his whole thing is and, and you know a lot of these kids are the similar they want to go to the school that's going to develop them you know, to be the best NFL lineman and he sees that in Georgia and he sees that in Alabama you know he said he's watched the you know Andrew Thomas's Isaiah Wilson's um, obviously the guys on the team now he said he sees a little bit of Andrew Thomas in him too just how he pass sets. Um, so Georgia's definitely in it. Um, he told me that Georgia, Alabama, and Auburn are the three schools um, really pushing in the hardest right now. Obviously, he's um, you know a 24 kid, so he's not 
a decision's not imminent or anything, but um, I definitely expect Georgia to be, you know, a factor um, all the way to the end. Yeah, and, you know, let me tell you something. Not only did Jamari Sawyer probably earn himself uh, a few more dollars, a few more shekels going into the NFL draft process with his performance get, uh, against Aiden Hutchinson, but, man, he had to impress guys like Daniel Calhoun as well. Um, you talk about, talk about a left tackle and – uh, Jamari Sawyer probably will get bumped inside to play guard at the next level, but man, that was impressive. And it 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 helps out guys like uh, Matt Luke to be able to go in and say, "Listen, here's it here at Georgia, we're getting we're getting the our, the best play of our players at the most key time, you know, and that's uh, that that's part of our development. How we so there's a lot that you can pitch, especially a younger guy like Daniel Calhoun who has uh, a lot of opportunity to see things out in head, but. Again, I'm just going to say it is not about one game, uh, a one game result. Like I said, th- it never comes down to a one game result, Jed. But Georgia getting over the hump and winning the national championship game against Alabama, the ammunition that that would give Kirby Smart in the portal and recruits homes on the recruiting trail with high school coaches and things like that. A lot of questions are, are answered. The only question, really, <laughs> that Georgia has mm-hmm. remaining, and I just think it could be kind of Katie bar the door on on some of these uh, recruitments and some of these processes because a lot of these guys already know that you know Georgia develops guys, Georgia puts guys in the league. Uh, they're going to be playing for titles. Can they win the title? And I think that's kind of the last question, you know, there for uh, for some of these guys there, and and uh, that's the only advantage that Alabama may have over them at, at this point in time. So when you got a guy like Daniel Calhoun that's kind of torn between Georgia and Alabama, that comes into play. Yeah, I mean, because there's only, right, there's only so many active coaches uh, that have won a national championship. And then, you know, Jimbo Fisher, he won a national championship, but that was in 2013, which, you know, Daniel Calhoun was know, six years old or seven years old, whatever. So when you – it's like you said earlier, we've all heard the stories of Nick Saban walking into guys' houses and, you know, opening the – cigar box or whatever and it's got all the championship rings laid out i mean if you're kirby smart you go in there you plop you know a a a national championship ring with with a big power g in the middle of it that that means something i mean the kids are like hey i want one of those you know you go on you go on visits and and you talk to the guys on the team they've got one i mean that it it's like i said one game doesn't necessarily mean something but if there was ever one game that is gonna you know end up meaning a lot of these kids it's this one well and you think about it Kirby Smart has now won an SEC championship, a Sugar Bowl, a Peach Bowl, an yep. Orange Bowl, and a Rose Bowl. <laughs> He's won all yep. those games during his tenure. And then if you add a national championship on top of this, I mean, that's 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 the pinnacle, right? That you talked about being a lead or not, and that, that's it. Um, so right here, uh, before we wrap up, uh, we will take some questions on YouTube here if anybody's got any. Greg Hendricks says, is there any elite – wide receivers going into the portal. You know, if Mario Williams hops in there, he would be right at the top of the list, Jed. But uh, right now, you know, uh, Jacob Jacob Cow. I mean, Kobe Hudson did go in there. I don't know uh, if he falls into the elite category for a lot of guys or not, but I'm not sure what you can expect at this point. You know, maybe in the spring you'll get another wave of receivers. Yeah, because it's another one of those things when some of these freshman guys come in and guys are like, I don't know how this depth chart situation is, uh, you know, sorting out. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, see guys. Um, and also another thing, because talking on the same wave of guys entering in spring, 
Georgia didn't get Darian Kendrick and, and Arik Gilbert till June 1st last year. So just because I've, we've mentioned this on the show before, but just because Georgia doesn't add a guy for a month or two um, doesn't mean that they're not going after guys, that they will land guys later. Um, it, it's a process that's going to last into and through the summer. So um, they're definitely going to be looking for all these positions we've talked about, receiver, defensive back, um, running back, perhaps quarterback, whatever. Um, it just it kind of depends on, you know, when when these guys commit, it could basically be at any point before uh, fall camp gets going. All right, Dylan Stroud says here: If Caleb Williams comes to UGA, what do you see happening in the quarterback room? Well, I'm not saying that Caleb Williams is going to come. In fact, my position is that, and I've been based on what I've heard, uh, is that Georgia feels very confident in their quarterback room situation, being whether that's. Stetson Bennett or JT Daniels returning, one of those two. And then, uh, you know, definitely Brock Vandergriff and Gunnar Stockton, maybe even a Carson Beck returning uh, for another year. But if that were to happen, Jed, hypothetically, I think you would see a exodus of probably three quarterbacks. Uh, you would probably see – that would probably mean JT Daniels – is not going to be back uh, like you know that would probably mean Carson Beck and it may even mean that Brock Vandergriff wouldn't be back you know um now if Caleb Williams comes I think that would be an indication that Stetson Bennett rides off into the sunset right you know you know what I'm talking about so uh it would be a mass exodus of the quarterback room if Caleb Williams were to come that is my prediction there but I another thing the reason I would if I'm betting Georgia or the field, the reason I'm betting the field, Jed, is because I think Georgia has a lot to feel good about in the Arch Manning recruitment right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing because it's like we we, we talked about this when Quinn Ewers went to Texas. That seems like it, it would hurt them in the Arch Manning recruitment. Same thing for Caleb Williams in Georgia. If, if he comes here, um, you know, that would that would seem to hurt as well. And like I said, Georgia is one of those schools in the the inner inner circle of that thing right now. Um, and, and there's plenty to feel good about. So, um, yeah, it, it's not possible. Never say never, but, um, like you, I don't, I don't necessarily see Caleb Williams, uh, ending up in Athens. Yeah. I don't, I don't either as of right now. Uh, but Hey, if there's one thing, yeah. that we, if there's one thing that we know about Kirby smart, he's going to do everything possible that he thinks is good for the university of Georgia in, in attempts to win championships, right? He's not worried about, any players, uh, you know, elevating one player over another. It's not about feelings or anything like that. It's about doing what he thinks is best for the team. And if he thinks that after January 10th, uh, if he thinks that going to try to pursue Caleb Williams is best for the team, then that's what he'll do. Um, but as of right now, I don't see it happening. Uh, I would just say that I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't think that uh, Georgia will be in that, that one uh, at the moment. Now, I think the positions that you need to look out for, and this will be our last thing before we close, I think that Georgia will try to get an edge rusher at some point. I don't know if it's the highest priority for them, but they'll try to get get an edge rusher. Um, you know, a guy like B.J. Ojolari, LSU still has a bowl game out ahead of him. I'm sure he'll that young man will want to play there, and then he's got a decision to make. Does he want to be part of what Brian Kelly is going to try to build at LSU? Or is he, uh, or is he going to try to look elsewhere? If he does hit the portal, obviously with Aziz having played at Georgia and him being from Marietta, that's a natural tie in there. 
They could even look at a uh, interior defensive lineman. Uh, but I think the biggest, the biggest areas, Jed, are going to be safety, uh, wide receiver, running back. Because uh, I think I think there's going to be a need at running back based on James Cook and Zamir White leaving and the uncertainty of what are you going to get out of Kendall Milton and uh, and Kenny McIntosh as your lead guy, right? Does Dejan Edwards stay in the program? Is he willing to be, you know, continue to be patient? Um, and, you know, Branson Robinson being a freshman. So, I mean, there's a lot of question marks at, at running back there. Um, and then, I don't know, quarterback is always a hit or miss. So, so we'll kind of, kind of see from there. But anything uh, coming up for you on the website, Jed, uh, rec- recruiting wise this week, or you kind of, you kind of been pulled over to the team side for a national championship? Yeah. It's, uh, I was, kind of been team focused i was uh thinking actually right before we started i went down to miami a week ago yesterday and it seemed like i went like that past week went by in a flash yeah mostly team stuff this week um we've got some so we still got a couple stories in the um in the saved in the drafts for um from the georgia elite classic that we'll have coming y'all's way and yeah it's you know before you know it it's going to be signing day and then it's going to be time to get the old uh class of 2023 cheat sheet and a and leaderboard up and running. Before. Yeah, and of course, I mean, there's there's names that that uh, guys we've already put in future cast for that we feel like Georgia's leaders for in the class of 2023. Guys like Lawson Lucky, guys like uh, Jonella Aguaro. So, um, you know, that we'll be turning much more attention to that after uh, January 10th. But we appreciate everybody joining us here on Georgia Recruiting Rumors versus Facts. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. The amount of subscribers for the YouTube channel has grown like crazy. We want to thank you guys for that. If you don't subscribe, it is absolutely free. Hit that subscribe button right there on your screen. Then uh, hit the like button. That helps us out a lot as well. That thumbs up. We would really uh, appreciate that. Turn on notifications. And guys, we will catch you next time on Georgia Recruiting Rumors versus facts.